Good morning. Good to see you all. I'm Luke Mabry. I'm the pastor of Matthews Presbyterian Church. I welcome you all to our worship service this morning um, on this festival of lessons and carols. This is what we always do on the fourth Sunday of Advent, and it's wonderful to see you all gathered here. Um, if you're worshiping with us for the first time, we're especially glad to have you and hope I get the chance to meet you and welcome you in person out on the Friendship Court. I know we have some goodies out there to share with one another after the service, so I hope you stay. Um, I encourage everyone to sign our friendship pads that should be on the aisle sides of the pew. Sign those and pass them down so you'll know who's sitting next to you. We do have several announcements. The biggest is it's a big week in the life of the church, in the life of any church, including this church. We have um, caroling on John Street this Wednesday at 530 that really is a neat ministry to the town. People are stuck in traffic and they're, in, they're already cranky because they're stuck in traffic. And so we sing Christmas carols to them. It's going to be nice and cold, but it's not going to be wet. So I don't think that's what they say. So um, anyway, weather permitting, we'll be singing Christmas carols. The more the merrier. It's always a lot of fun. It gets you in the Christmas spirit. And then we come in here and we have warm cookies and cider and all sorts of good stuff. So come Wednesday. Also, Christmas Eve, we have a family-friendly, or all services are family-friendly, but that one is geared toward children at 5.30. That's in this sanctuary. Both services are in this sanctuary. We also have um, a communion service at 7.30 here. And then the next day, I heard something funny in the New York Times today. Um, oh, come, all ye faithful unless Christmas falls on a Sunday and then stay home. <laughs> anyway, oh come all ye faithful because we're going to have worship service next Sunday morning. It, it is Christmas. It's going to be a very informal service. It's not going to be very long, but I do hope to see you all there. Uh, that's at the regular time at 1030. Um, youth have their party tonight at the Renager's home. We very much appreciate them hosting that. We do have dessert after um, worship this morning, so I encourage you to stay and visit with one another. Um, we're still collecting um, gift bags for Blessed Assurance through Wednesday, December the 21st. Um, we do not have Noah's Chapel today, is that correct? We do have some very robust Noah's Chapel worship bags, however, if you need those in the back. Um, last but not least, these, all these worship services, this one included, require a lot of work from a lot of people. And I want to briefly mention some of them now. Um, one, um, King's Greenhouse, I wanted to give a shout out to them, um, sold us these um, poinsettias basically at cost. So we appreciate them doing that. Um, so if you see them, be sure to give them a shout out. Um, Tom Kiff, Notorian, um, Marcy Doak have worked incredibly hard on our staff. Janet Klein and the worship committee have worked incredibly hard on all of these services, as have our sound booth people, uh, Doug and Brian and Brad. Y'all are up there unseen, but you're not unappreciated, so we're grateful for your work. Um, and I know I've missed a few people, but for those of you who have worked so hard for these services, we're appreciative. Finally, in this service, um, we are collecting offering. 
but we're not doing, uh, we normally do the doxology and all that kind of stuff when they come down, so just, just be aware of that. This service is supposed to be a service where we hear the hymns, where, where we hear the Christmas story and sing the hymns. So I look forward to that. That's all the announcements that I have. Am I missing anything? Let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship God together. The service of lessons and carols was written by an Anglican bishop, E.W. Benson, in 1880, and it was uh, adopted, adapted, and performed by King's College in Cambridge in 1918, and it's been um, observed ever since in churches all over the world, really, and uh, in this church for a long time. Uh, a prayer was written, the bidding prayer was written by then Dean of King's College, Eric Mildner White, and this prayer ends with the Lord's Prayer. Beloved in Christ, this Christmas season, it is our duty and delight 
to prepare ourselves to hear again the message of the angels and to go in heart and mind to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass in the babe lying in a manger. Therefore, let us hear again from Holy Scripture the tale of the loving purposes of God from the first days of our sin until the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. And let us make this house of prayer glad with our carols of praise. Let us remember all who rejoice, who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light, that multitude which no one can number, whose hope was in the Word made flesh, and with whom, in this Lord Jesus Christ, we are evermore one. These prayers and praises let us humbly offer up the throne of heaven in the words that Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us sing together.
The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And because we have faith in him, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. In humility and faith, let us confess our sins. Let us pray. Holy God, we anticipate your coming, but do not feel ready. We have done too much and nowhere near enough. We have focused too much on ourselves and not enough on others. Forgive us and restore us, O God. Let your face shine upon us that we may be saved. And now let us continue our prayer silently. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. And scripture says that Christ even prays for us. So anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. See, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. So know that you are forgiven and be at peace. May the peace of Christ be with you. And God makes it possible for us all to live together in peace. So now let us share the peace with one another. We light this candle as a sign of the coming light of Christ. Advent means coming. We are preparing ourselves for the days when the nations shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. The wolf shall deal with the lamb. The leopard shall lay down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. 
like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The Lord will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. God is with us. And together we say, let us walk, let us walk in, in the light, light of the Lord. Of the Lord. Good morning, kiddos. I want all the kiddos to come up with a children's story. It's so good to see all of y'all today. Y'all make me happy when I see you come up for church. And this is an exciting week, right? So exciting. Did y'all know that love came at Christmas? This is a season of love and giving. What do you think love means? Family. What about anybody, anybody else? What does love mean to you? Oliver? Like a little more than like. Yeah. How about anybody else? What does love mean to you? Family, family's a big thing. Well, God gave us Jesus because he cares about us and loves us. I have some pictures I was gonna show you. I found these and um, this looks like, I love this picture. It's the manger scene, if you wanna pass it around. And here's another manger scene that's a little bit different. And then a special family friend gave me this. Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem and had nowhere to stay. They found shelter in a small barn with cows and sheep and chickens. And there in that soft hay, Mary had baby Jesus. God gave us Jesus because he loves us. And that's the greatest love of all, right? Of all the things on earth, large or small, we believe there may be, be none more greater than a life well-loved. So remember the meaning of Christmas. Don't you like that picture? I love that picture. It's my favorite picture. It's actually art that somebody did. And I have something for you to take back with you to your home when you go back to your seats, actually, okay? Do you want to pass out some of these? Pass out. You can take those home. I think I have enough for everybody. But we all have to remember what the true meaning of Christmas is. Do you like that? Isn't that pretty? Look, there's a donkey somewhere. There's a donkey. You need more?
And you can, you can take these home with you, okay? Well, thank you all for coming today. And you can go back to your seats. And Merry Christmas. The first lesson comes from Genesis 3, verses 8 through 19. Hear the word of the Lord. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who gave to be with who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all the animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to the man, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. Out of it you are taken, you are dust, and to dust you shall return.
The second lesson comes from Genesis 22:15 through 18. Hear the word of the Lord. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessings for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. third lesson comes from Isaiah 
9, 2 through 7. Hear the word of the Lord. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice, with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The fourth lesson comes from Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. 
His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In Christ, God has showered us with grace upon grace. In gratitude, let us now give back to God through our tithes and offerings. Fifth 
fifth lesson comes to us from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Hear the word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greetings, greeting this may be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed her.
The sixth lesson comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Hear the word of the Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
The seventh lesson comes from Luke 2, verses 8 through 16. Hear the word of the Lord. In that, in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those who, whom he favors. When the angels had left him, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. lesson comes from Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. In the time of King Herod, 
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road.
The ninth lesson comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Hear the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All, came, all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what is own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth.
Once again, welcome to Matthew's Presbyterian Church. It's wonderful having you all in the Lord's house on this, the Lord's beautiful day. You've sung some beautiful carols. You've heard some beautiful singing. And um, you've heard a beautiful story that the light shines in the darkness. So go out there and live into that light and embrace it. I look forward to seeing you all at our caroling on the 21st on Wednesday at 530. And then we have uh, two services at 5.30 and 7.30 on Christmas Eve. I look forward to seeing y'all there. Y'all go out there and live into the light that lights, that enlightens all of us in Jesus Christ. Now may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. <laughs>